Ladies and gentlemen, on the Zoom Zoom show this week, we catch up with some news from the States where the Robertson Twins open up their road racing campaign. And we have some very fast running from two young ladies, Leah Belfield in the 100, 200 and 60 metres, Alison Andrews-Paul in the 800 metres going fifth all-time in New Zealand. We've got some speedy boys in the 1500, some pretty quick 3,000 metre steeple times and we've got the number two all time by a New Zealand male in the triple jump with Ethan Olivier jumping 15.98 that and we hand out the prize for the athlete of the summer and we're away the final of the 100 metres here we go tell you what she's given it a decent old nudge there yes! over 60 that's what she was looking for the pack is chasing. The pack is trying to hunt him down. So aggressive in her crossover steps as she whips that through. Opened up a 15-metre gap on the Olympic bronze medalist. Can he hold it together? Here he goes, putting his foot down. She's on the toe. She goes. Well, kia ora koutou, everyone. Welcome along to the Zoom Zoom Show. My name is Hayden Sherman. I'm joined by Alicia Lovrich. How are you, Alicia? Hey, hey, I'm good. How are you going today? I'm very good. Anzac Day, we're recording this on Anzac Day. We've had the, um, had the jets fly over. Yep. Well, it wasn't a jet, it was like a, a plane. So I don't Some think we plane. have jets. <laughs> yeah, I don't that. know. <laughs> Some cool looking planes. Yeah. That's, was... our, that's my knowledge of aviation. Yeah. Uh, we was... had bagpipes. We had the bagpipes this morning. Yeah, oh, it was really that's nice, exciting. actually. So I couldn't figure out where I was coming from. Did you go down to the parade from. or, or now you're just random bagpipes coming yeah. from the neighbourhood? Yeah. yeah, from the neighbourhood. So wow. someone was playing it. They were doing a great job, though. I was quite enjoying it and my, having my morning coffee. But, yeah, so we Do had you, that today. I, I had a friend who went to the, um, the, the local parade here in Taranaki, and he said that the when they did the last post, you know, the one they do on the trumpet, they, yep. they um, just played it off like an MP3. They didn't even have a trumpet. Wait, what? You need the trumpeter, right? Yeah. So they just had like a, a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, like a giant Yui boom and go, play yeah. trumpet. Look, oh, jumped on Spotify and looked up last post. I, I hope the bagpipes I heard this morning were real bagpipes now. Yeah. Like someone just, <laughs> it might have just been yeah. Spotify bagpipes. Yeah. How disappointing. Yeah. Aww. I, I played the trumpet back in high school, so I, I might volunteer to do it next year. I've got 364 days to practice. But anyway, so welcome to go. the show, everyone. It's good to have your company. Of course, this isn't a podcast about uh, trumpets and bagpipes. This is the uh, New Zealand track and field update, banter, yarns, where we uh, go into what's been happening in the world of run, jump, throw, and, and race walking, of course, around the world. And uh, we're two athlete, athletics geeks who just love to geek out on this stuff. Now, today, later in the show, we will be handing out the, the most prestigious award in New Zealand athletics, which yep. is the, the Zoom Zoom show. Uh, athlete of the summer so that is to come we'll, we'll dive into that but first of all let's dive into some news uh from from the week and and first of all we had this young woman that many of our listeners may not know who she is uh you may remember from it was three years ago a young woman leah belfield won the double in the new zealand uh, track and field champs for the 100 and 200 
And uh, so that was in the juniors. She's gone overseas and is representing West Texas A&M in the Division Two uh, in the NCAA. Um, but she's been crushing it. So a, a few weeks ago, she won the 200-meter indoor D2 title. Um, she picked up three 60-meter New Zealand records along the way. So she ran 7.42, then a week later, 7.41, then the next day, 7.40. And that was closely followed by Zoe knocking the record way, way down, beyond touch. But um, it's really cool to see Leah racing really well. The 21-year-old um, from, where, do you remember where she's from, the Waikato? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in the Waikato, maybe... I don't know. I can't remember where. I just remember her wearing the, you know, the red, black, and yellow yes. at nationals. And she's come up a few times as well at Sir Graham Douglas um, racing our senior girls. So, yeah, it's cool to see her out running running some real good times, actually. Even though wind assisted, I'm just saying, if you can run at wind assisted, you can run at legal. So, yeah. very exciting to see her, yeah, carving it up in the States. So until this uh, this season, so last season she ran a PB of 11.68 in the 100. That was outdoors. Um, but so this weekend she uh, just ran 11.37, but that was with a, a tailwind of 3.4 metres per second, so beyond the, the legal limit. Uh, and then 11.43 the week before with a 2.1 tail, the 2.9 tailwind. So she's... She's running really, really well. And I'm just stoked. Like often we lose, particularly sprinters overseas, they just kind of get lost in the numbers if they do take up yeah. a scholarship. So it's cool to see a Kiwi like picking up a NCAA title. Sure, it's D2, so the standard is slightly less, but this is America. This is like mm. the home of, of sprinting. So how cool is that? So I'm I'm really pumped to see how she goes in, in the track season. They're in full swing in the outdoors now. Uh, she's two weeks into outdoor season. So stay tuned and, and be sure to jump on Instagram and, and give her a little follow because she's 21 years of age and um, another one of our speedy sprinting uh, girls. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know the official conversion? Like, if it, can you convert those times to see like is uh, there is there something out there that there or is it kind of like doesn't really quite yeah yeah, the, yeah there are calculators um yeah. i remember a rough gauge like for every point zero or point one of a meter per second you can kind of take off like is it point zero one or um oh, i can't remember uh, it, it, there is a, a a rough sort of way of, of working it out but someone will be able to tell us one of our listeners will know the know the rough rough gauge but that's fast 11.37 so yeah that i was just having a quick google um yeah. you know how we're talking about like div one div two i mean you know yeah. nick simmons i'm pretty sure he only yeah he only ran div three yeah yeah and then he went on to represent usa at the olympics yeah two, and their third at world championships Olympics. yeah yeah Bronze, uh, silver at Moscow in the 800. Epic. Uh, what else did he do? Yeah. So I just, that just made me think of that. I'm like, hang on. I remember, like, he always talks about this going, well, I was never a Div 1 athlete. And then, yeah. Yeah. It's a little trivia for everyone. Totally. And the cool thing about going to a D2 school, and I don't know if 
should be on a full scholarship or not, but it does mean that you do get a bit more attention. Yeah, you're not just like one amongst this amazing epic group of of Mm. athletes like she's one of the the stars i think she's owns the school records oh wow i think she set a championship record at um either uh, i think it was in the 200 but yeah i'm I'm not not totally sure but she's running so well so good on her cool the other name in the states that a few people may not remember is Alison Andrews Paul uh so she's from Masterton I think originally but again she's over in the states um on scholarship and at the Brian Clay Invitational um over Easter weekend she ran an 800 meter PB of 201.43 so 201.43 remember Holly Manning had an amazing season and was running like 203 um, yep. here in New Zealand which was epic but 201.43 is yeah. all time um and Alison ran a uh, 400 pb of, of 54.07 so she's got some good speed too but that's that's epic from two two young ladies who yeah we otherwise maybe wouldn't hear much from um but no. crushing it in the states I've already seen some reels of Alison Andrews Paul actually um on just like track pages of her like in her indoor season like absolutely sassing it in some of the races it's it's so cool to see yeah how like how old is she like she's quite young right i want to say 22 let me um just jump on good old anz rankings yeah well honestly i I wouldn't know what's going on in the world oh i know right Um, yeah like even seeing yeah like i mean we're seeing on instagram like just some like really good wins from her as well which is awesome to see because she's like 24 um oh okay yeah a little bit older than i thought so junior champ in the 800 and the 1500 back Mm. in 2016 but like her pb before this this season was like 206 uh which is good um but it's a massive jump so 206 41 was her best last season and she's just taken five whole seconds off that to get down to 201 43 phenomenal is this outdoor as well yeah yeah, uh, yep, this is outdoor. Now I'm just going to jump on to the Com Games standards. So A standard for the 800 is 159. Eh? Yeah, 159.50, but then 200.30 for the B standard. But that's getting pretty close. Oh, yeah. Um, so she's she's within Kui. Um, like yeah. she's just run the race of her life. So maybe it's a bit much to ask for another second, mm-hmm. but she's she's there, there or thereabouts yeah and she's relatively young and her like her 400 time 5407 that's moving like that's really is that a quote to like a sub two eventually i reckon so i yeah i I was a very similar like 200 201 800 meter runner and i never really did any standalone 400s but i feel like my best would have been about 55 uh, okay. maybe maybe 54 if i had a really good day so uh yeah so she's probably got a little bit more headroom than i did but then i was That's more really of a exciting. distance athlete so yeah, yeah. Uh, very cool so oh 
the ladies really representing New Zealand well over in the States. Also at that same uh, Invitational, the Brian Clay Invitational, which was in California, we had Colin Kirkpatrick drop a really fast 3,000 metre steeple, so an 853 uh, PB and also ran the 1500 with a 347. And also in that three, four, uh, in the 1500 was, was Theo Quacks running a really quick 341.32. Uh, so good to see him in good form early in, in the season over there in the States. And then over at the Mount Sac relays, which is one of the big ones in, in California, uh, this time of year, always see fast 10,000 meters in particular. And Toby yeah. Golter set the uh, best from a Kiwi so far in the 10,000 meters for the 29.24 PB for the 10K. So really cool to see Toby uh, crushing it there. He He's a real beast of a runner. He only knows one way to run. That's just go hard from, from the start. <laughs> really, really gutsy runner. Oh, I love um, it. And uh, then we had Jack Beaumont setting another sub nine uh, in the 3K steeples and also Murdoch, Murdoch McIntyre. So Murdoch uh, did 8.56 for the 3K steeples and uh, Jack Beaumont did 8.56 as well. So um, really cool to have guys going under nine. That's a that's a good sign that mm. they're really focusing on it. It's not just sort of a token <laughs> jump in their race. Um, yeah. And also cool to have Hannah O'Connor. Uh, so remember, she won mm. the National Secondary School Cross Country title, I think, four times yeah. in a row. Which was and a just, whole bunch of yeah. age group titles as well, yeah, like junior yeah. and youth titles, national titles. Yeah. Like, yeah. Totally. I just remember her at North Island schools years ago. Yeah. She was really young. It was just one girl who absolutely gunned it from the start. And this yeah. was back when she was super young and people wasn't, we weren't quite sure who she was. And we're all thinking like, is she going to die? And she just <laughs> She's going too fast, just yeah, keeps going. Yeah. yeah. And then you see all this and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so cool yeah. to see her do well and stick at it. Yeah, she's been, I think she's been well. struggling with with injury mm. a bit, so cool to see her coming back. Um, but, yeah, so Hannah ran 11.11 for the, the 3K steeples and Catherine Batten uh, ran 11.32. So cool to see some steeples action. Um, also, we had Maya Irving in the 10,000 metres run a 36.11, so I think that's the fastest by a Kiwi this year the 10k and uh we had craig lordenslager in the 5k and jeff lordenslager in the 5k uh, uh running 14 16 and 14 11 respectively by the the bros over there um and old mate james james stein i'm uh, every time i say stein. his name yeah. stein not stein. i think <laughs> i should know this is my coach um i'm pretty sure it's stein <laughs> I, I give him a call after. Hey. <laughs> yeah. When I read it uh, every time, I'm like, oh, what was it again? Stein, Stein. Same with um, Mia Powell. Yep. I'm always like, is it Maya? When I say it, <laughs> and oh. now, I, now I don't know if it's Mia or Maya. Oh, uh, her family have reached out to me before and said, I, I now the pronunciation right, but I can't remember which pronunciation. Which one? <laughs> but there's so, so many, so many names. And it's like, especially when you have two of the same spelling and exactly. one's different pronouncing to the other. I mean, that's just English in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel so sorry for anyone who's got to learn English. God. Oh, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the, the letters don't mean anything really. You just, 
you just remember remember it and accept that there's no logic to it uh, no no so moving on we had the the tom jones memorial in florida um is do you think it's named after the singer tom, tom jones tom. <laughs> remember the easy yeah. listening what um maybe <laughs> i don't is know even dead? Like a... i don't know <laughs> gosh I don't know. oh man my mum quite likes a bit of tom jones yeah playing in the background so yeah i don't know actually but that 346, that's that's moving. Yeah. TV that, by him as well. Yeah. So we've got a bunch of guys like mid to low 340s this, this season already. So Jacob Holmes with a, a mm. 346 in the 1500. Williamson Clear the same weekend. Uh, no, this was just this weekend gone, actually. So he's a 22-year-old originally from the Waikato, uh, ran at 3.41.75, coming Ooh. second in the Crimson Tide meet. Uh, and then we had Charles, uh, the Charles Austin Classic. Um, oh, no, sorry, I was just scanning down to the other 1500s. No, that was it. So a, a bunch of guys running mm. mid to low 340s, which is really, really encouraging. We kind of got a log jam of, of guys like Sam yeah. Kenner's run 341 a bunch of times. Julian Oakley's there as well. Um, so mm. we're waiting for someone to really pop out into the mid 330s. So hopefully that'll that'll come. We do have, that comes from, I do remember, like, there's this crop of super talented middle distance boys in that age group. Yes. Do you remember yeah. they're coming from, so this would have been maybe 2016 secondary school nationals. Yeah. And you had the 1500 and the uh, 3K. And I haven't, I can't remember seeing another like combo that stacked. Yes. Like yeah. it was, you know, Nick Murray as well. And we had, um, with, with the you know, pretties Theo Quacks. Yep. Oh, um, uh, well, they too old. They Matt Manning older. won the 1500. Yeah. Um, oh, there was, yeah, same but it was just like there. really yeah. good racing, really good racing. And it was just be like a crop of them. And then we kind of didn't know, like it wasn't, you know, sometimes when you have the standard, you've got like one or two, normally one who's like stands up, but we have this, this crop of boys and they all went to the States. Yeah. And here they are essentially. Pretty but cool. just all the races going through, like domestically through school and cross country, like yeah, we just had some really exciting racing, which is so good to see in high school level. And yeah, it's cool to see them killing it. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's also it's an interesting plot, like following the course of the athletes. Like it's not, or I, I won't say it's not always, um, but it's not. You can't really take the winner from a national secondary school's event and say, oh, they're going to go on to do massive mm. things. It's it's often no. like if you're in that top five in whatever event, you've usually got yeah. the raw ingredients to go somewhere great with, with the sport. And it's part of what I love about um, like don't just pay attention to the winner of those high school events that have a look who was mm. like fourth and it's like really hungry because they missed out on that national medal or whatever. And then they go over to the States yeah. and it's like, bam, they're, they're taking off like Alison Andrews. I mean, she was a junior champ, um, but mm. you know, number five all time in the 800 now. So yeah. So cool. Yeah. 
And that's a great lesson. Actually, that's a really great lesson for any high school student listening to this, is that if you come, you know, fifth or, like, these boys, it was maybe, like, yeah. seven of them, you know? Like, if, you, if you're coming fifth in a final of a national session schools, don't get, like, oh, I didn't win. I'm not going to make it anywhere. Because the thing is, when you're that age as well, like, everyone's growing at different rates. Yes. You know, what, what are you, 17, 18? Yeah. 16? No, that's too young. But, you know, if... That's it. You know, everyone's still growing. You know, you just don't know what's going to happen. Like, stick at it. Totally. Because that's like some of these guys here. Yeah. I remember when I got into the sport of running, I started like in my 20s and mm. remember asking around at my club, like, oh, you know, how many years do you reckon it'll take me to reach my peak? And consensus was between five to seven years of consistent training. So if you get injured, yep. you can probably add more years. So someone who's <laughs> like, uh, 16, 17, they've probably only got like two or three years of actual um, yeah. intensive specific training for the event. Maybe not even that. So you won't know only one or yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, you, like a bit young Yeah, any more than that. Mm. Yeah. So really, like you should be looking at your high school results. Like, okay, this is, this is like the 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 opening scene of the movie mm. of my of my uh, athletic career because yeah. it's probably like what's Zoe now 23 24 uh, Zoe so, yeah. Hobbs um most of our athletes seem to hit their peak around 24 uh, mm. and that 24 through 28 is like your sweet spot where you've got experience you've got the training under you you've got strength speed um if you're an endurance athlete your endurance is really peaking mid 20s so. okay yeah yeah so that's interesting yeah so running is it that 24 to 28 is your sweet spot it, you yeah, it i think it depends um yeah like okay some it depends what you're like as a as a teenager like if you really trained hard let's say you're out like cycling as well as or mm. swimming as well as you're running and you're logging like over 100 k's per week throughout high school then maybe you'll hit your peak earlier. Um, okay. But yeah, I'd say most people you'd 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 only really be hitting the big mileage once you've maxed out your speed, like in your early twenties. So okay, yeah, yeah. You, you definitely don't want to dive into big miles um, when you're like seventeen because you'll you'll just get slower <laughs> and uh, pro probably okay. broken. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Know, oh, interesting. I know there will be some people listening to me that they'll be saying, no, that's wrong. You can do lots of miles and stay fast. <laughs> but um, I, I think for most people, that seems to be like the more miles you do, the less quality speed stuff you can do. And that, that just diminishes your ability to, to run the real top uh, faster, raise the ceiling kind of thing on your, on your potential. Anyway. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, talking about something. raising the ceiling, we had oh, Ben Colleton in the decathlon uh, set a pretty impressive PB of 7,538 points, which puts him number seven all time in, in New Zealand history. So that was over in Texas. Um, and as soon as you're getting up to like top 10 in New Zealand in, in the decathlon, you're, you're definitely... Uh, performing really well and mm. I was looking through the results he had like 11.12 in the 100 meters uh, just a tick under seven meters in the long jump 13.33 in the in the shot foot really good high jump 2.04 
400 meters, just a, a bit over 50 seconds. Um, so it was, I think it was a really solid day one looking at it. Yeah. Um, pole vault 455, 1500, 455 as well. That's quite funny. <laughs> Can you uh, jump higher than your 1500 meter time? That's a good little challenge <laughs> for multi eventers. <laughs> Well, that, I mean, like, that 1500, oh, what, a, what a decathlete call it? It's like a decathlete's warm down, but not at the same yeah, time because yeah. it's like you've had nine events. You are it's, absolutely smoked. It's so and funny then, they do it at the end there. <laughs> oh, I, that's horrible. I'm like, because the thing is you don't want to blow up and then yeah. have to walk. And so it's like one of those things where you've got to maintain something, yeah. but you're pretty smashed. I don't even know how you how do you train for that. Do you just they will get Aaron on and ask like, do you just like thrash yourself and do every event, train for it, and then oh, I'll do like, some fifteen hundred meter work? Like I don't even. <laughs> I feel like it's got to be an afterthought, right? It's it's like ten percent. Yeah, <laughs> you've just got to rely on on speed and just general endurance, for, <laughs> surely, because you wouldn't be up running 100k weeks to to get that 1500 meter time down to like four minutes uh surely no so yeah i i don't know we we did a, a cool chat um uh at, at nationals with um mm. oh what's a what's her name sarah kelly ross and um nigel yeldon we were talking about trying to work out what was the 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 lightest or easiest event in the uh, in the decathlon and the heptathlon okay. in terms of like where it stands up like the best decathletes or multi-eventers compared to the world record in each event mm. um and oh, okay. yeah and it was actually shot put that was the the weakest so i thought it would have been 1500 huh. meters and in, in the 800 um but yeah interesting that it was shot put so if anything decathletes are lacking more in the the strength um strength and power um, yeah. That obviously need speed and hops. Um, but, mm. Yeah. I guess it's one of those things where it's having the ideal attributes for everything, like a bit of everything. And so if yeah. you, yeah, if you train lots like a shot putter, I guess the fallback is you might put on too much muscle, become too heavy, and then yes. can't do all the the hop, stick, fling, run, jump you know like Such maybe that's it like maybe jeez hats off to all multi-eventers listening to this honestly yeah, yeah. like far out it's, it's awesome though it's good to see more kiwis as well getting into the multi-events you know and it was actually really awesome seeing multis at nationals i hope they yeah. i hope they keep that because I know, yeah. like, I know multi-eventers do like to do the individual events as well at nationals, but yes. I think, like, every other national championship does it, right? Like, Australia does it, the States do it, like, they've got your decathlon is with everyone else. And I think that's really cool just to have the crowd and the support of everyone else. And then maybe that's going to strike an interest in more people wanting to do decathlon because... And it's hard, but I'm saying it's actually quite a good pathway, I think, for a lot yeah. of people to try because a think... lot of athletes come from being to Catholics. You know, you, yeah. you said Carson totally. Wilhelm was a Catholic. Yeah. And then Daphne Skipper. Yeah, Porsche. Porsche. Yeah, totally. Um, 
And I think what's cool about it is if you're, let's say you're 23, you've been racing mm. the 100 and 200, keep coming, I don't know, like seventh or eighth, like yeah. making the final, but you're, you're a little way off the podium. Like that's mm. a cool thing to be like, actually, I'm going to go over there and do the long jump and ju- do the high jump. And like you've obviously exactly. got the speed that could translate into a really good multi-eventer. Um, so yeah. yeah. So, and good variety of training as well. Like a bit of everything yeah, you can then yeah. transfer into like other events if you want to focus later. Bit of fun, bit of morale. Like I know decathletes, you know, it's not just New Zealand, but all over the world. Like it is a little community because you all you're with each other for two full days. Yeah, and, and if so you've, yeah, if you've ever been. Um, prescribed Ritalin then probably um, the, the ADHD types out there in the world would, would definitely suit some decathlon or <laughs> decathlon. you never get bored you never get bored so varied so interesting and, yeah. and like if you're one of those people where you do your race then you're like ah oh, what am I going to do for the rest of nationals weekend to sit around and watch like well might as well get out there and do another one do another event jump in it yeah, yeah. I did used to think being I, I said it's hard, it looks hard but I did sometimes think that being a heptathlete would be kind of fun. Yeah. Because yeah. it has got a bit, someone joked about it when I was young because I could run distance and like, I did fours. So it's yeah, like that sweet yeah. spot where you could probably go up, do an yeah. eight and also do a two. two. I could hurdle. I could jump, long jump, high jump. I just have couldn't you, throw. Have you done the high jump? Have you? Yeah, back when I was young, this is when I was quite young. Okay. I can't remember my PBS, but I used to more do more high jump when I was younger, and then I hurt my back, and I kind of just right. did more running. But then, yeah, like I would, like at club night, just like all the runs and then all the jumps would love. You need, you need the decathlon so you can, can include the, the include pole vault. Pole vault. I just can't throw. Right. So my throwing was shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing and then i was like oh i can't throw which i guess like actually thinking about looking back that shouldn't stop someone yeah, from getting into multis because you can always yeah. learn yeah as totally. well but yeah like it would be fun but you know when you're a club night you're a club night when you're a kid and you do like five events yeah and you do a bit of everything like one of my favorite events in junior athletics was the top 10 Cool. Like, so top 10, people listening to this will know. So when you're top 10 is, um, it's a decathlon, but it's like a kid's version. There's no pole vault. There's no javelin. There's no triple jump. Um, but essentially you got a partner and then some of you do five, like one of you does one, five events and the other yeah. one does the other five. So there's kind of like the odds cool. in your race number does this half. Yeah. And then the other half, you know, does the other one. And I remember there was one, there's one 1500 is one side and 800 is the other side. And then maybe it might be like the 200 is with the 800 and the hundred is with, you know, it's kind of right. like that. Yeah. 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 With, and then yeah. if one person does discus, the other one does shot put. If one person does oh. high jump, the other one does long jump and yeah, there were no hurdles. Nice. And that was my favorite competition by far because you'd Thanks hang for. out with the same. Yeah. And you yeah. hang out with the same people every day. I mean, sorry, the whole day. And there was always one thing that someone was shit at. And it was nice because everyone kind of like bonded, you know. Yeah, like it was, yeah. there was always, I mean, it's obviously so there's good. only one event you suck at. And it was nice. And that was, for me, that was shot put. Somehow I always got lumped into the one that the shot put. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun. And it's such, I hope they still do that event because it's such a cool way to kind of see all the different events that you can do and have a bit of fun with it. 
Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, I'd love to do that as an adult if my Achilles could handle it. Oh yeah, like that's <laughs> the thing because it's fun giving everything a go. You yeah, know, actually, yeah. I do yeah. remember Portia. So uh, Portia being, so we're in the we're the same age. Yeah, and she was actually doing that event, and this was before I I knew her. For uh, we went to the same <laughs> school, but this is back when I was. 13 she doesn't even know this so hi i'm just like say this on air she'll listen and be like huh um i do remember because remember there was always this one chick who was good at everything yeah yeah and it wasn't until later (laughs) when you click and go oh my gosh it was you yeah yeah that's so funny that makes sense why she was so good (laughs) and she was always super chill like never the you know there's like if you're like oh when you're young i was 13 and, yeah. you know, you might have the one who kind of, you know, the cocky one, or I don't know. Portia was, like, chill as. Like, you That's would never amazing. suspect. And then she'd kind of just be like, la, 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 and then jump some stupid high jump. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, that was Portia. There That's we go. Awesome. There we are. <laughs> wow. So, also, in, in the news, we had, um, and, and keeping with the field event, theme we had anthony barnes throw a pb in the hammer throw getting up to 63 meters so that puts him up to number eight all time so we've, we've kind of got a few events just over in the last couple of weeks where mm. people have jumped up into the top 10 which is really really cool to see um so he had a pb last year of 56 12 so he's added six meters and a centimeter to that um, and as a gauge, Anthony Nobolo is our reigning nas- national champ. He's he's number one in the hammer throw. Um, he's 66.44 this year, so uh, another three metres ahead. But good to see that Anthony's keeping it pretty close in the, in the mid-60s. Yeah. And then I don't know if you know the Olivier's in South Africa, Alicia. Um, so these are two registered Kiwi uh field i think they mostly do field maybe they do some yeah. sprints um but they're really good triple jumpers so uh ethan olivia just jumped 1598 and mm. i've never met these guys i don't know their backstory how they're connected to new zealand athletics but that's number two all time in new zealand triple jumping so 1598 wow it's only 24 centimeters behind phil wood's record from 1978 so that's um that's quite exciting and um, i wonder if those those boys are are hoping to you know go get up to that level where they could get a call up from um from athletics new zealand or whether they're more registered with south africa i don't i don't know but that was second place at the south african national champs so oh wow good on ethan um also, we had Liam Webb dropping another fast 400 metres over in Aussie. He did a 47.02, which is just 0.06 outside of his best. And we had Geordie Beamish over in Boston running a 5K road race, and he set the New Zealand national record of 13.36. So that took uh, about 19 seconds off Matt Baxter's record, which he set last year, I want to say. Um so yeah, good to so. see Geordie running well on the roads. 
Also on the roads in New Orleans, we had the Robertson brothers back in the action, Jack yes. and Zane. So we've missed these boys um, and really cool to see them running well over 10K. Jack got third in 28.32. Um, Zane got uh, fifth in 28.46. So that race was won by Ben True of the States in 28.15. But good signs for Jake. That's, to give you a gauge, I think that's just about a minute outside of his uh, track PB. Uh, mm-hmm. But good signs things are heading in the right direction. Now, to finish off on the roads, we had Caden Shields running a big PB in the marathon, 213.21 in Hamburg for a 16th place. So 213.21, that is a very solid time. I think it's about a minute outside of any sort of B qualifiers for Com Games or, or World yeah, Champs, but so. it's uh, really encouraging for him. And I think it puts him 20th all time uh, oh, wow. for Kiwis in the marathon. So really cool. Um, lastly, in the news, before we get to the big announcement for Athlete of the Summer, we had the announcement of the under-20s team uh, for Athletics New Zealand to head to Cali, Columbia for the uh, World Under-20s. That's in early August. So we've got Talia Van Ruin in the 100 metres, Mia or Maya Powell in the 400. We had Kara Hall and Macy Hilton in the 800. Tapanisa Javier will do the shot put and discus and Natalia Rankin-Cheetah will do that double as well. And then in the boys, we've got Lex Rebel Lewis in the 400, Luke Hitchcock in the 800, James Harding in the 8 and 15, and Zane Powell in the 15 and 3K, and Will Anthony in the 3K. So good, good, solid bunch of boys in the middle distances. And uh, Ethan Olivier, so there he is, uh, the South African slash Kiwi uh, in the triple jump. Um, also, we've got a reserve. Carson Vesti will be heading over for the 1500, which is interesting because Carson was beat Zane Powell in the 1500 to win the national title, the under 20 title. So he's just sitting on the bench. So I wonder oh. how that conversation will be going down. But he, um, who knows, James Harding might fo- focus on the eight or Zane uh, might focus on the three. We'll, mm. we'll see. Oh, yeah, so, World juniors, you can only have two. I just yeah. remembered. This is again, this has happened. We just have, you know, we're churning out great 1500 meter runners. Cause I remember this happened in, um, oh, Tampere. Ooh, one world juniors, not the last one, yeah. the one before. And I'm trying to figure out when that was maybe 2018. Uh, we had three. It was Sam Tanner, Nick Mulai, right. Theo Quacks. Someone correct me if that's wrong. I can't believe I've actually remembered that. Um, <laughs> Sounds like it should be right. <laughs> but they, and there was spots for two. Yeah. And they were all so quick and yeah, far out. So, I mean, they all went as well. But it's pretty cool to see that, again, we've got three in the 1500. Because so cool. in seniors, you can have three. Yes. Yeah, so well done to all those uh, athletes that made made the cut and got got selected. Uh, there were some athletes who hit marks but didn't put themselves up for selection, so just a oh, yeah. little asterisk on that one. Now, 
On to the big news, the athlete of the summer. This is the announcement that everyone's been waiting for. I know you've been just hanging by your phones waiting for this podcast to be released. So you find out who won the athlete of the summer. Uh, last episode, we went through a whole list of nominees. This was this this massive list. It was very hard for us to decide. I think, what was there, like 20 notable? Oh, um, so many. <laughs> so many. Uh, we, we kind of narrowed it down to three. So if you winning a medal at, at the world indoors you probably deserve a um, a very high like let's let's highlight that one in the yeah. list and then if you break the national record every basically every time you go out <laughs> and run you win your, your your national title you go to australia win there uh champs and you just crush it you go to the world indoors and break the oceania record in the 60 meters you probably deserve to make that top three as well. So we came up with Hamish Kerr uh, for his high jump uh, and national record equaling performance at World Indoors. Tom Walsh for being Mr. Consistent and um, doing what he does best, throw heavy things very far and claim medals at World Champs. Uh, he got a bronze as well. And then, of course, Zoe Hobbs with her amazing string of 100-meter running which turned into a really impressive little mini indoor season in the 60 meters uh running very close behind uh the eventual gold and silver medalist in that uh, that event in, in her semi-final so alicia we took this one to the panel <laughs> which includes yourself and myself and your dad piped in for <laughs> yeah like a last minute hey breakfast who do you reckon yeah so there was two of us and I mean I think we went down to consistency and then also just like how much of a jump in performance that this athlete did and so we came up with Zoe as the winner of athlete of the summer just because she she just entered this whole new gear yeah. of sprinting and then the consistency of just it got to the point where you're get the paperwork out every time zoe like blows up in the blocks i know because if the wind's legal rick was probably going to go down yeah <laughs> <laughs> i reckon every time Insane. she ran i would just refresh okay what was the last new zealand record that she she broke because i just need to get that on, on tap so when i see the time come up i'll know immediately when it's a, like a pre-written a, note like, yeah okay and for so written. long it's been 11 32 like when was that um, yeah. was it the 90s um the original record all very very early 2000s i need to need to refresh my memory on that but it was so long 11:32, and mm. she equaled that I don't know how many times and then December just this little meet in Auckland I think it was and then boom yeah national record and then comes back in mid-January another national record <laughs> comes back in uh mid-February another little low-key meet in Auckland another national record and in the meantime <laughs> setting like all comers records resident records um and then goes over to uh the at world indoors in Serbia and sets the Oceania record in the 70 uh, sorry in the 60 okay. and then Yes, 70. And then she comes back and um, claims the the Aussie champs win, um, just crushing it, and leads her 
team to the new New Zealand four by one record. So I think when we were talking about this last week, we were saying, yes, what a one performance is, is really important and, and quite key, but the, that string of performance and also the effect on the wider community, um, like mm. she has brought news teams down to the track. Like in the past, you wouldn't have like multiple news outlets turning up at nationals. But when Zoe's running, now there's multiple mm. cameras there. You see TV1, TV3, you know, NZ Herald stuff. All the journalists are there getting interviews with Zoe. Um, so she's brought a lot of attention to the sport um, in much the same way like Val um, has in, in past years. And I think she's done really well to to carry on that battle and keep some excitement um, in in local domestic athletics. And that's not to say that Tom and Hamish haven't, because of course they have, (laughs) but just that consistency and how, like you say, stepping up the game, so good. Mm. And then, of course, you can't forget, she entered the 11 O's. Yes. So the 11 O's, even though, what was it? It was like two point, it was two point something. I can tell you. Very, very, very close. 2.7, maybe? Um, But entering... Entering the 11 O's as a sprinter is just like, that's like a whole new level. So 11.07 was her time and 2.7 was the win. So, yes. So you cannot cannot forget that. Like, that's just so, so, Zoe's form is so exciting. And we're just, we're very, we're very excited to see what she can do overseas uh, racing at all these different meets, and yeah. So, and no further ado, we'd like to welcome Zoe to the show. Well, we're very privileged to have on the show this morning uh, Zoe Hobbs, who, as well as uh, breaking so many records this this summer, just having the the summer of dreams, including going up to the um, the world indoors, so a bit of winter in the summer, and to cop it, top it all off. Um, has been awarded the most prestigious prize in, uh, well, athletics. <laughs> Athletics in New Zealand, the the Zoom Zoom show, uh, summer of uh, the athlete of the summer. So well done, Zoe. Um, how does it feel to win that award? Thank you. It feels weird. I I don't know. I feel like there's so many more athletes out there who were deserving. So I'm quite taken back that you guys have chose. I don't even know how this was picked. But yeah, <laughs> we, we had a we had a very rigorous uh, scientific process to work this out. We took it to the panel and Alicia's dad. <laughs> was just, oh, yeah. As in our panel well, too. <laughs> thank you for Alicia's dad. No, it's, it's awesome. And yeah, it's been a whirlwind season, been pretty full on. So um, to take that out is a pretty cool little achievement to top mm. off the 2021-22 season. Yeah, and it's been such a cool season for you. And we're sort of when we're trying to work out like how do we distinguish between like two bronze medals for Tom and Hamish at, at the World Indoors, and then a summer of like just 
breaking time and time again the, the national record in the hundred. That's pretty pretty hard to decide, but in the end, like the boys won medals at a winter event, so we we call it the, the athlete of the summer. So, um, look, I, I think it really came down to your consistency over, over the summer. So let's let's rewind the clock and go to December. Um, when you just popped out, I think it's December 18. Like the previous season, you had equaled the New Zealand record a couple of times, really yeah. frustratingly. And then did you did you feel like that was coming, that national record in December? Yeah, so I actually went to the McKinnon Shield the weekend before and watched my teammates run because I basically got back from Europe quite late in the piece. Um, so I was still, I still had a bit of build towards when I was going to open up cool. and I saw them all run. And that's actually one of the first times that I've gone and watched a competition. Cause usually I get way too nervous to actually go and watch, yeah, but I was like, no, I'll go really? and like use it as excitement for like the following weekend when I'm going to run and basically saw all of them PB. So I was like, okay, this, this is pretty cool and exciting. Definitely got me more excited for the following weekend. And the training leading into that competition was going really well. Um, I was just loving training and I think that's kind of what's shone through with my results this season is just enjoying mm. the actual training and then obviously the competition has come through yeah. really well as well. Um, what, what part of yeah. the, the training has sort of lit that fire or, or, or provided that enjoyment? Um, well, I was based away from Auckland for some time, so I basically got home when and back into New Zealand. So I went to Europe last year. That's right. And then yep. got home when the country was in level four. So I wasn't technically oh, yes. in the community. Yeah. So I went and I went and stayed with family to sort of get away from Auckland because I was like, well, Auckland's most likely going to be in a lockdown for a very, very long time. So mm. um, yeah, went and stayed with family, did a little bit of a base there. But then I think I'd been away from home for so long that I was ready to come back and really, really settle into my own environment and be back with the training squad and stuff so whilst we were in like half a lockdown it was really nice to get back and have training partners again because basically from going to Oz I think we went in like June last year there were large periods where I was just training by myself which is quite hard and I yes. think being back in that training environment with my training mates who are all my best friends it, it definitely made training a lot more enjoyable and yeah, it was just good to be back with them and be back in my home and settled in. Yeah. 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 What do they say? Abs absence makes the heart grow fonder. There's something yeah. like that. But I, I think there's something to be said, eh? Like for going into lockdown, it makes you appreciate training with, with other people. Training buddies, um, yeah. Um, just tapping onto that, how do you think that, like, you've got a pretty awesome squad, right? Like, how do you feel that like, your whole squad is doing so well? Like, it's so cool to see. Like, do you feel that because you guys are so close and you're, like, got each other's backs and everything, do you really feel like that makes that extra, like, 1% of a difference of performing? Yeah, 100%. And we're all, like, so supportive of one another. We've got a group chat going in Facebook and literally, like, watching the live stream within, like, less, within less than a minute, someone's, like, messaged the group saying, like, go at whatever um supporting one another and cool. yeah, we all feed off one one another's energy and that's brought to all the sessions as well which definitely elevates the sessions that we have 
Wicked. I, so cool. So I, I did a little bit of analysis last last night on the um, the women's 100 metres at the moment. So in the last 14 months, there's been 18 women in New Zealand go under 12 seconds. Um, five of those are under 20. And um, I think it was 15 of them are all PBs. So basically, like, we've got this amazing crop of um, of women all running fast, like, that, that must be cool to be leading that bunch. Yeah, it's pretty crazy when you do say it like that. And like you say, five under 20s running under under 12, some of them running like Talia in the 11 fives. It's yeah. just so cool wow. to see. Cool to see that depth really coming through in the younger age groups as well. Yeah, um, yeah we're not really renowned for being a sprinting nation, but I think... Um, definitely over the last couple of years, we have grown a lot and really stamped um, our presence in New Zealand as sprinters. So hopefully that can carry on and see us through to more majors in the future. I think there might be some Aussies who are looking across the Tasman and look, <laughs> looking yeah. at us as a sprint nation. So on, what are you on that doing note, over there? <laughs> yeah. How good was Aussie Nationals? Tell us, tell us oh, about that. Yeah, I mean, it, that was... For me, like obviously quite a long season because I had just come back from peaking at, well, trying to peak at nationals and then on to world indoors and then one last major. But yeah, any any chance you can get to run overseas is always an epic time and I think adds an element of excitement for sure, like sort of stepping into the unknown, not really knowing how you stack up against those girls. Mm. Um but yeah, even just being in that environment was really cool. And like, they have a lot of depth too. Yes. Although yeah. we did win the one, two, four, four by four one. four by one. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they weren't in that race. So it will be interesting okay. when we do actually yeah. line up against them. But Is yeah, that going to happen at Oceania's? Uh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, 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 we will. Yeah. Awesome. That'll be really cool. Can't wait see. for that showdown. Yeah. Wicked. And, and talk to us about that four by one team. So uh, as well as your own individual records, we've had the, the record in the four by one. Um, like how cool is it being with the, that same group of four girls who, who took the record? Was it two years ago? Uh, I want to say it was maybe three years ago. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, cause I didn't actually do it at Sir Graham Douglas. Mm. Um, they equaled the record yes, there as well. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we were all, I think we had a lot more in us from what we mm -hmm. did produce in Australia, but it was a pretty massive weekend for all of us. Like Rosie had just done two 400s. Georgia ran literally the night before. Yeah. Um, and then I had done three rounds of hundreds. So yeah, everyone was feeling a little bit cooked. Yeah. So cool. yeah, it will be pretty exciting to see what we do put down when we are fresh and actually put all of our eggs into that basket. Yeah. Do you yeah. I, do you think you'll keep to that same order? Me and Alicia had this discussion a couple of weeks ago about you know, how to how to work the strategy of the four by one. Do you reckon keep with the same order? Yeah, historically I've usually gone second or third. Yeah. And one of the main reasons for that was because I used to be one a one-two runner. Yes. Yeah. Uh but I think we've shifted our thinking and I probably will stay last, although that's always true to change in a relay, depending on how dynamics go and things like that. But 
I think we'll stick with the order that we had in Aussie. Cool. Um, obviously, there's usually um, subs, depending on who's yeah. running fastest at the time. So you've got to be adaptable in those new positions. So still being um, robust in other positions, not just the one. Cool. Choice. Um, and talk to us about World Indoors, because that's you, you're calling yourself a, a sort of a one-two runner. Now you're like a 60-metre, 100-metre runner, right? So um, yeah. first time running indoors the week before you actually run the World Indoors. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how cool is that? Yeah, it was so cool. Like Probably one of the best experiences I've had racing internationally and that was even more of stepping into the unknown, which I think was even more exciting. Like obviously I'd never run an indoor 60. Yeah. Didn't know how the race actually was structured or like how to run the race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How to finish. Like you're yeah, running. How like, to finish. Literally <laughs> There's got a wall coming at you on million miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. That was in my training program because like I'd had no idea what I was doing. Could have broken a shoulder, could have slipped on the nets like a meme. <laughs> there's actually a whole i don't know if you yeah, noticed but there's a, that's, that's where the photographers are oh really so <laughs> yeah there's, there's these little spy holes for the the photographers yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, you can fly no. under those yeah. <laughs> smash <laughs> like my one well not my one goal but i was just like whatever you do don't slip under like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah no, no such a great such a cool experience though um yeah i'm i'm so keen to go back again next because it's actually next year again is it oh yeah Yeah, do you know where it is next year ah where is it next year sorry i should know this off the top of my head Um, is it next year yeah because that'll be catch up right Um, yeah it's catch up oh yeah because then it's the olympics the next year so they can't (laughs) is that right because there's world outdoors this next year as well yeah so much going on. What a piece outdoors. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Wow. So, um, yeah, there, there's a lot to come this this year. Obviously, the the two big goals for you coming up this year it w- would be Com Games and World Champs. Um, where are we, where are we at with um, with selection and and qualifications? Mm. Um, can you bring us up to speed? Yeah, so comms, the cutoff for qualification is the 1st of May, I think. So then after that, the panels can obviously sit down and um, the way it works for comms is that you have to be nominated by your national body and then that gets put forward to NZOC. So it has to go through two processes there. World Champs is a little bit more straightforward, so it's just one selection um, panel. Yeah. Athletics New Zealand. So, yeah, we'll find out in the next. Um, I don't actually know the exact dates of when those selections will be made, but it'll be sometime after um, the 1st of May. Cool. Awesome. Well, I hope, I hope, surely, surely you'll be booking a ticket to both Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, fingers and crossed. Oregon. Fingers crossed but, for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've sort of had this idea, and maybe it's a petition that I'd like to put to NZOC, but. Um, basically just making the the hundred and maybe the middle distances as and i know this comes across totally biased because i'm a, a athletics guy but 
Uh, like you look at the the Australian, I looked at the Australian TV figures from the Olympics, and amongst all the golds in the pools and uh, in the swimming and, and all the other events, the number one watched event was old flying mullet in the semi final in the hundred meters, um, and it way outstripped. And then like athletics had four of the top five most watched sessions across the entire Olympics. So. Yeah. Um, I would, I would love to start a petition to NZOC, like that we need to send at least one sprinter if they meet the criteria and one middle distance runner, because yeah. they are the foundation of what the Olympics is built around. That's coming from a totally biased point, <laughs> point of view. No, like so, athletics uh, is always popular when it's yeah. like the games, athlete, that's like, that's when our sport really <laughs> shines. Like yeah. if you go to speak to any like lay person when you say the word olympics generally athletics is like yeah. one of the, like the hundred yeah. sprint is what they think about well it's yeah. the most historic event of the games so it's like yeah. it's always going to have its place at the olympics as one of the main events to be watched and it's so easy for people to follow as well who don't actually understand the sport like there's nothing to really comprehend about running who wins first <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, Which is and cool. Every I think it's why people love it. it. Yeah. Mm. Every kid's done a hundred meter race or a cross country and they understand it. Whereas like I don't want to uh, annoy our rowing friends and and you know the success we've had in these other events, but they are um secondary sports at, at, at the Olympics. And I, I would love us to prioritize at least one spot. If you meet the standard, we want to send one sprinter and one runner because yeah it, it's it's the the bedrock of the olympics but anyway that's that's the um that's the little thing that i'd like to <laughs> like to push to the nzoc so if anyone from the nzoc would like to call me and have a chat I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> my, my line is open uh, so anyway moving moving on what outside of sprinting what what else has been what else has been going on in your life like what do you what do you get up to in your spare time uh, so I'm a nutritionist, so awesome. I'm currently working for a company called, called Nourish Nutrition, yeah. and on the side of this, it's pretty much Nourish's sister company. So Nourish is targeted towards general population, and then Athos, which I'm involved in co-founding, is targeted towards athletes. Cool. Awesome. Currently, the Nourish one, we've been working with some clients, but it's not officially been released to the public so to speak cool. um that should be coming within the next couple of weeks um yep. and so yeah that so that's can people exciting. can people personally enlist you to be the nutritionist is that how it works or are you yeah if you want to otherwise okay. you can randomly select if the person doesn't know who they want to see um okay. all the nutritionists have specialties as well like some of them specialize in gluten-free and vegan foods and vegetarians having experienced themselves I'm more looking to get down the athlete alley. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Athos, which is currently getting developed on the side of Nourish, that's sort of where I see myself venturing cool. towards specializing in. Question that's around really cool. nu nutrition. This is a bit of a random one, but I remember <laughs> about 10 years ago, the chocolate milk after a workout came in as like the, <laughs> you know, protein replacement thing. Um, and then I took it down to, oh, chocolate milk's okay. So I will go and get a thick shake <laughs> from McDonald's <laughs> after my, my workout. No. So did I take things too far? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've gone too, too far off trail. Okay. Yeah. So I need to rein that habit back in. 
<laughs> yeah, yes, just get the chocolate milk. Not okay, chocolate thick shake. Not thick shake. Yeah. Lose the cream right. at the top. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone saying, "Ah, oh, like a grape." A wine is a fruit salad because it's come from a grape. Yeah. I've, I've had someone say to me before, oh, this Burger King burger is healthy, isn't it? Because it's got tomato and lettuce in it. <laughs> Just because there's a, a vegetable in there doesn't mean that it's healthy. Yeah, yeah. And there's pizzas healthy. That means yeah. like so many things. That means fries is obviously healthy because it's a potato. Which is obviously a time and place for those foods as well. But I'm not, not yeah. writing out Burger King. I, I have been <laughs> yeah. known to after like a meal of fish and chips go and get a, just a carrot and a bag of kale and just like counteract the, the damage oh, that I've done. Kale chips. Yes, yeah. That's it. <laughs> awesome. Oh, Do you have anything in particular for yourself that you I don't want you to give away your secret sauce, but any any little habits that you found useful? Uh definitely being prepared is the biggest thing, especially yeah. as an athlete, because you have to eat so much and often on the oh. go. Mm. Um, so yeah, just being prepared and doing your shots ahead of time, doing as much meal prep as you can so that usually I'm the type of person who will get home from training and just whack together like a bowl of carb, veg, protein. There's nice. no, um, there's no real planning that goes towards it. I just know what flavors go well together and sort of just, whack it all in a bowl, mix yes. it up, good to go. Nice. And, and do you have yeah. rough portions in mind that you're aiming for a certain amount of protein? or? Um... Um, I've got a pretty good eye for what I need just because like working with this back end as well, you do kind of get a good feel for what you need. And I'm actually responsible for a lot of the cooking and photography that's going into the back end oh. of the system that we're using. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Well, um, Make sure you send us the the link to um, to your business's um, page, and we'll we'll put it in the yeah. show notes. And yeah, people yeah. can definitely check it out. How, cool. how cool would that be to get the New Zealand's fastest woman as your nutritionist? <laughs> that, that can be a little tagline when you promote yourself. All yeah. the companies yeah. probably going to do that. Yeah. How do you like that? Like, do you think it's really cool that you've got like the second life? rather than just focusing all on just training, 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 do you quite enjoy, you know, your training's at the track and then you go to work and then yeah. it's a different hat? Yeah, I like it. Oh. And as, like, as someone who does athletics as well, it is, this isn't my full-time job, so I do need to do stuff on the side. But I think I quite like it as well because the nutrition piece that I am doing bodes quite well with my mm. sport. So I am still keeping that athlete element in there. And then when I do actually step away from the sport or like retire, then I still can have involvement in the sport because like I've been doing this since I've, uh, since I'm five. So since yeah. I was five, not am five. <laughs> 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 so yeah, like it will be really weird to um, go cold turkey and not have any involvement in the sport. So having this sort of keeps yeah. me involved. Nice. Uh, like even the two week break that I had, I was going crazy. I didn't know what <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, a good, that's a good sign you're doing what you what you love and what you're meant to be yeah. doing. So that's that's cool. Now, a, another question, um, and this is probably like we talked about the number of women of, who are under 20 and have gone sub 12 already. And there's a whole 
exciting bunch of young ladies coming through. Um, what would you, if you met your 15 year old self down at the track, um, what would you say to yourself? Um, word of encouragement, caution. Yeah, I think the word of encouragement would have been huge. Like, I don't know if people really know, but I actually used to have a lot of self-doubt in my abilities. Mm. Like I knew that I was fast, but I didn't truly back myself to get to that next level. Yeah. And for me, it would often be till I actually saw it that I'd believe it. So actually like having that inner belief, I don't know how you instill that in someone, but yeah, for me, it kind of took seeing that to actually believe it. Um, so yeah, maybe mm-hmm. just cool. Um, whether it be inspiring others to, you know, see that they they can achieve what what they want to achieve. Um, yeah. Do you yeah, remember that, how fast you ran awesome. when you were fifteen? By any chance? Oh, when I not when I was fifteen, I'm probably the last person you want to ask about like <laughs> um, other events and stuff, like what times people should be hitting, because I'm very wow. not filled up with any of that. <laughs> it is so interesting to see as well. Like I know. Like you probably know the saying, like when you're at school, sometimes you're expecting to be somewhere, you know, in performance, but it's a, such a long journey that like you, it'd be nice. Yeah. Like, Hey, this might take 10 years, but it's coming. Yeah. Like just because you're here now, I mean, we, we spoke before how, um, you know, like Nick Simmons didn't go to a Div 1 university, like, mm-hmm. but now he's double Olympian when he's older, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, like, interesting. Yeah, it's just the, the consistency piece and to keep chipping away. Um, you're not going to oh. make it overnight. Like, it's going to be a long-term thing. And like I said, I've been in the sport since I was five. So, yeah. for me, it has been a, a slow slow build up until this point. When did you find out? I was just looking through your, your ANZ rankings page and I'm, I see a 12.33 and getting a silver medal in the hundred at in 2012. So that's 10, 10 years ago. Um, uh, was that my first nationals? That looks, that was the first time you got any medals anyway. You, you medaled in the hundred, 200 and long oh, yeah. jump. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one was in Auckland <laughs> oh. and I was scared competing at that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. In Auckland. I probably have pictures of that. Oh, no, let's not see them. Oh, fun fact. That was like the first time I went out. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually going to go hunt those down. (laughs) So I was meant to compete and I got injured. And so I just kind of turned up to take photos of all my friends. And that was actually the start of my life. Like literally. Like people saw them go, oh. I think she's going to saw it. Blah, blah, blah. Ten years later. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I'll hunt them down. I might find like yeah. a, a baby Zoe. Oh god, a rubbish yes. photo. So I'm not putting it on the internet, but I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll make the call. It's probably a, a like watermark. I think I've seen your old photos. You've got like a huge watermark across oh, your photos. Yeah. <laughs> I think Alicia might be more embarrassed about the photo than <laughs> Zoe. I will be. I look past it. My work. That's like my first work. And sometimes I use. I remember just thinking, "Oh, this is good." I look back. I got. Gotta gotta start somewhere. People always ask me, they go, Were you always good? I was like, Hell no. My university work's shocking, by the way. So, (laughs) quite funny. There we go. We we love your photos now, by the way, Alicia. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Finally got somewhere. So, <laughs> so 2012, Zoe, um, you medaled at the at the national champs. We do you remember back to, like watching the 2012 Olympics um, in London? Like, were you into the sport at that stage, and did you have like people that you looked up to? I, I think it was Shelley and Fraser Price. Maybe won the yeah. hundred. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I'm trying to think where I was in 2012. Sorry, this is a real like yeah. memory test. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I always watch the uh, the athletics every Olympics for sure, oh. like without a doubt. I'm just trying to think where I was at that point, but yeah, I would have I would have seen the sprints and Shelly Ann's been around for a good number of years, and um, pretty crazy that she like even seeing her at the World Champs yes. get the gold after yeah. just having a baby is pretty crazy. That was, yeah, that was a pretty special quite, moment. Uninspiring. Yeah. 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 And like, to, I think the biggest piece there is like being in her mid thirties and peaking, mm. you know, you don't, yeah. have, you don't necessarily peak before 30. Yeah. She's showing that you can peak after that. So yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, quite that's a good cool. point actually. Plenty, yeah. plenty more to come. <laughs> Ooh, exciting. Cause how yeah. old are you? I'm 24. Hmm. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so we years. can expect another 10 more years out of you. <laughs> we'll wait yeah. and see. How long uh, do sprinters go? Like, how? What's the like age? Um, I don't know. It's real. There's a real variation, but I don't know. People. Hayden, you might have to help me out with it's, this. It's but. changed, right? Like, I yeah. think Alison Felix and Shelley Ann Fraser Price stuff, Justin Gatlin, I mean, he's got <laughs> question marks around his, <laughs> his career, but um, yeah, it's it's changed. Uh, yeah, it sort of shifted. But, um, yeah. People were definitely peaking a lot later than what had happened in the past. Mm. Yeah. And maybe mm. it's better understanding of training and uh, yeah. How to avoiding injuries. Yeah. Avoiding injuries. Yeah. Technology, I guess, like recovery yeah. systems, shoes, like I guess they all kind of those little like chip away, like half percent here, half percent here. I guess it all helps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's cool. So question, who's who's gonna be the first to break the New Zealand men's record? Oh, don't put that on me. <laughs> <laughs> like picking favourites. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I thought it might have gone this domestic season, but um, poor poor Tian. I uh, I do wonder if um, oh, no. Tian held his hammy together and we got him and Eddie more often on the track racing each other. That yeah, that would have been such now. an interesting race had Tian not done his hamstring. I think it would have been a race that would have been neck and neck. I don't actually know who was leading up to that point as well because it's really hard to tell yeah. from the video. Yeah. Mm. I Plus couldn't tell where have, I was either. Yeah. They have different strengths across their race as well. So even if one was leading, yeah. that doesn't necessarily suggest what's going to happen at the end. Totally. Yeah, it will be good to see them line up more often, hopefully next season. Um, yeah. Do, they do push one another and get the best out of one another in terms of their times. So. Yeah, I, lo- yeah I love watching them race. They're, they're both great characters and yeah. wear their heart on their sleeve. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Uh, so obviously Con Games and World Champs is, is the major focus for you, assuming we can get all the right people uh, <laughs> giving you the, the right ticks. Um, 
what beyond that what's the have you got any other um, big goals that you want to tick off do you want to see a, a 10 in front of that time um, rather than 11 before you retire or uh, yeah, yeah. I, would, uh, I would love to run a sub 11 and like old me would have doubted that yeah and even just voicing it as well but yeah you got to be confident you got to back yourself yeah um, with that 1107 yeah mm. like yeah with, and I with, think, with some company in perfect conditions you've got to think yeah, that exactly. yeah like you say anything can happen in sprints if you if you get the right conditions and the right setup a good track yeah um under pressure as well pressure is usually good for me cool. then you never know what can happen and i would also love to make a a world final um awesome a medal at the comms as well so nice awesome. big goals Bring love it, it. big it. goals are good love it and look they're not they're not unrealistic goals they're no. like they're next, next step goals like seeing how you you got so close third in that semi-final to the eventual gold and silver medalist at world indoors that was like yeah um yeah this the skills yeah, arrived to, it's awesome i'd love to come back with more experience as well because i kind of left it and I was like oh like it's so close like but then that's the thing as well with 60s you're dealing with 0.01 seconds yes. between yeah like some of you have the same times but it comes down to the 100th split to differentiate um you know how different is it like it's like racing a 60 to 100 like I mean it's like for us like we're looking at it it's like a completely different race is I, that kind of what it felt yeah. like it did, yeah. Like and like I said before, I didn't actually know how to prep for that race. Like, yeah, I didn't know if the way that you train towards that is different, mm -hmm. or like the way that you execute the race is different. Um, basically, I'd get up from my acceleration, try and stay down for as long as possible to about thirty or forty, and then you've only got twenty meters to <laughs> really like stand up and you know, before you know it, you're running into the wall. So it's kind of like you blink and it's over. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is, is a weird it, feeling. Is ah. it wild, like going to the other side of the world? Like, how much travel and MIQ <laughs> do you have to do to do what was it, 14 seconds of, of running uh, in total? total? <laughs> yeah, seven, well, seven to eight seconds of running yeah. into a wall. <laughs> Thankfully, there was no MIQ though, because they got rid of oh, that yeah. a couple of weeks before. Um, making the call to go over. Yes, so, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was really lucky. And I wouldn't have been able to do Aussie Champs had that not been in place. So cool. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Well, Zoe, thanks for the the summer you've had. It's been cool uh, watching it as a as a fan of the sport and um, the number of times I, I wrote down you've broken eight New Zealand records this this summer. I think it's eight, eight. with with residential and yeah. national records. Holy! Um, you, you might be able to add some more to that with um yeah and just looking through you've got 16 national records on your rankings page and, and 25 new zealand championship medals as well where do you put all those yeah <laughs> I, well, you need a large sock drawer like an yeah, box in my shelf yeah but the other ones are just in a box i yeah. probably need feel free to give some creative ideas of what to actually do with yeah. them. 
<laughs> yeah, like that's a lot. Like I don't like even if you like hammer a nail into like a bookcase, like you're gonna have a have a lot of those because it's gonna be weighty. Like the bookcase might tip. <laughs> Let's be honest, the the national medals aren't the heaviest yeah, <laughs> true. things in the world. True. Not that I've ever earned one though. Uh, anyway, I've I've always been looking at the the senior men's walks and like when they're not contested, like should I just go and enter? Should I just put down my name as a late entry and just just, get just, a medal. To, just to get a medal? Uh, anyway, <laughs> but my dreams aside, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, um, thanks again, Zoe, for for joining the show, and well done on a, on a great summer. Well done on the prestigious award of athlete of the summer, and we can't wait to see what you what you get up to in the northern hemisphere this year. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me on. No problem. It's cool to talk to you guys. Yeah, yeah thank you for coming. No worries.